0: For the fourth or fifth time in less than an hour, I looked down at my legal pad, only to realize I had no idea what was going on. My office seemed too bright. The lights seemed too sharp. I glanced around as the client in front of me continued to babble on about some financial legal nonsense. Everything else was in its place. My various diplomas and certificates, celebrating my undergrad and graduate degrees, hung on the wall, proudly and prominently displayed right across from the entrance. My desk was off to the side, facing the wall, with the window behind me. My books were stacked in precise order on the bookshelf, tucked in with some of my awards. Among them was my newest one, the one from the Pittsburgh Law and Order Association, declaring my position as Best Associate Lawyer of the Year, that arrived just before Thanksgiving last month. Outside, the streets of my adopted city were hobbled with people looking for warmth and a cozy corner to cuddle up in. "'all while the snow continually dumped down out of the sky. "'Nothing was out of place. "'Not even the typical dull-looking client in front of me. "'No wonder I was bored. "'The room was a temple to law and intellect, "'and I'd made sure to erase quite a bit of my heart "'in the process of setting it up. "'No wonder that, instead of taking notes, "'I'd been doodling. "'Despite the fact I had suddenly caught myself "'not paying attention to my meeting, again, "'I smiled thoughtfully, almost longingly. Ray used to do the same thing in Martha's class, I recalled. Instantly, as though I'd touched some mental flame inside of my mind, I flinched. Where in the world did that thought come from? I didn't like to think of her anymore, not if I could help it. Of course, now that I was completely against thinking about her, my mind wasn't listening to me, and I wasn't sure I could help it. I didn't have to glance at the calendar on the wall of my office to know more than seven years had passed since that day. Seven years? Seven years. Seven years, and I still crumbled as I remembered Rea's body as it collapsed against mine. Still sucked in my breath as the last breath of her words passed me by. Still felt the dying chill of the fire feather she tucked into her hair as it flicked into darkness. Seven years, and it was still much too painful for me to acknowledge that the only person I'd ever loved more than myself, I was unable to save. Sir? I nearly jumped out of my seat. "'as I realized that I was still in the middle of a legal hearing. "'Yes?' "'I straightened up in my seat, "'trying to look nonchalant, and, as was my usual, "'managed to succeed enough to get out of any possible trouble. "'Are you all right? "'You look troubled.' "'My client, Mr. Brown, muttered reproachfully. "'I put on my most winning smile. "'I'm perfectly fine, Mr. Brown. "'I am just making some extensive notes on your business concerns, "'so we will be ready with the rebuttal at the end of the trial.' "'I tucked the drawing up against my chest.' making sure he couldn't see it, just to be on the safe side. Mr. Brown visibly relaxed. Oh, well, good, he nodded. For a moment there, I could have sworn you started daydreaming. I almost shouted, Lawyers don't daydream! It took a surprising amount of self-control not to. Instead, I laughed cordially. No, no, sir, not at all. I assure you, I am the most capable lawyer available for handling your case. I know what is needed to get the job done. See to it, then. Mr. Brown said, as he looked at his watch. Well, I best be off for now. I am to meet my wife for dinner. Well, don't keep her waiting on my account, I smiled. I'll get your files pulled and we'll be ready for court as soon as the judges assign a day for it. Good to hear. Thank you for your time. Don't worry about anything. I'll have your case wrapped up in as little time as possible. I'll send you your retainer check in the mail, he grinned. With a nice Christmas bonus, just to make sure you know how I appreciate your dedication. And then Mr. Brown picked up his hat, Put on his jacket and walked out the door. When he was gone, I just rolled my eyes. I hated representing people who weren't concerned so much with justice as with getting out of justice. But I had to do my job, I supposed. I didn't like to think about that too much either. When I did allow myself those small moments of reflection, I longed for another life. But I could hear a certain annoying voice in my head chiding me for making life one big to do list. Then I quickly squelched my desire. I would, to this day, never admit to Elysian, my old pet dragon from years ago, was right. Not if I could avoid it. I began to pack up my stuff for the day. I had my own dinner plans for tonight. One of my best friends from my hometown of Apollo City was coming in to see me, and I wanted to have some time to prepare for the unpleasant lecture I was sure to receive. My eyes fell to the notepad drawings I'd created while Mr. Brown was droning on and on about the unfairness of his situation, the integrity of his investment portfolio, and how his company was no doubt infiltrated with spies who had set him up to look like an embezzler.